0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 17, 2020, and today we're reading from the big book. We're in the doctor's opinion, page XXIX, the second paragraph, and we're going to be reading through two paragraphs. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Naomi B., for the 12 traditions, Ilana P., and reading the text are Nancy P, Carmella G, and Lynn F is our backup. The reference number for Sunday's special edition, August 16, 2020 is 15,164, that's 15164. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Naomi B. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. 12 steps. One, we admit that we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we are wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to the compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Thank you for allowing me to service.
0: Thank you, Naomi. Okay, I will now ask Ilana P to read the 12 traditions.
2: Thanks, Katie. This is Ilana P, compulsive overeater from Pittsburgh. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Ilana. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page XXIX, the second paragraph. Men have cried out, and we'll be reading through two paragraphs, ending with, ordinary psychological approach, and we will be commenting on both paragraphs. And I will now ask Nancy P. to begin reading.
3: Good morning, um, Katie. Thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeal. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Faced with this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Although he gives all that is in him, it often is not enough. One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Though the aggregate, the aggregate of recoveries resulting from psychiatric effort is considerable, we physicians must admit we have made little impression upon the problem as a whole. Many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach. Let me just get my timer here. Hold on. It's on my phone. Different screen here. Okay. All right. So um, I love these two paragraphs because essentially Dr. Silkworth is surrendering. And um, he's saying, you know, we doctors give everything. And he, in previous paragraphs, said, you know, if we appear sentimental, you know, let us let you st- you know stand on the firing line with us. He he understands the emotional toll it takes on, on the patients because it's taken an emotional toll on him. But you know, he's essentially, as it says elsewhere in the book, is is not really throwing up his hands and saying we don't know, but he's saying, this is beyond my ken. Um, so at that point, he says one feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change that's really the end of science um although the, those two sentences although he gives all that is in him it is not, often not enough one feels that something more than human power is needed so he that's really the end of science as the doctor sees it and then he the last part of that when he says um we have to admit that we've made very little impression so to impress is to affect or influence deeply upon the problem as a whole so they've had you know um, spotty success, incremental success, and in the aggregate. So, an aggregate is a whole formed by several, by combining several typically disparate elements. So, for, so that might be the 90 percent other than us. We're we're not in that a disparate group of alcoholics that um, that the doctors and the psychiatrists can help. So, um, so what do we do? And for me. You know, my experience says, you know, okay, I'm not going to go to a therapist for this. I've been to millions of therapists. And my, um, my response to that was, I'm bored, even though I'm talking about myself. And, um, you know, I've gone to pay in ways, and that never worked. I've done everything except what worked. And I came kicking and screaming, but finally surrendered. And um, once I stopped trying to use topical solutions for systemic problems, then I got better, and the only way for me to do that, for me to drill down and, and crack open that that attitude about, you know, I'll just use this kind of, this other thing, I'll do this other thing, um, then surrendering my life and my will over the care of a power greater than myself, I tried everything, you know, and everybody's heard me, this, eat this, not that, eat that, not this, more meetings, fewer meetings, different meetings. New Sponsor was a favorite, you know, more literature, whatever it was, nothing worked um, with and with it, out, inside and outside of Overeaters Anonymous. Nothing worked until I was brought to my knees, you know, hijacked, forced to my knees, blindfolded with a gun to my head. Do you surrender now, Nancy? And, you know, just a little Jewish humor, yes, why are you being so mean to me? You know, was <laughs> like, yes, all right, I surrender already. Why are you being so mean? But once I surrendered, oops, there's my timer. I'll just quickly um, finish. I don't even know. Okay. Um, once I did surrender, I got better, and I got better fast. And it's free, available, abundant, and it's available to all. And I try myself to give it over, to give it away, hand over fist, as does everybody else who's recovered. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy. Great start to our meeting. And so, if you just joined us in the last five minutes, we are on page XXIX, the second paragraph. Men have cried out. We're reading two paragraphs and commenting on both. So um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So if you didn't share last Thursday or Friday and would like to, please give me your first name and the initial of your last name. Lisa B. Paul B. Lisa B.
4: Um, I heard Lisa B, and
0: that's all I heard. Okay. Tina
4: F. Sally
0: Tina A. F, S. Sally A, A, A. Matt M. Sally um, A. Matt M. Matt M. Teresa Lynn F. Teresa P. Lynn F. Okay, this is who I got. Um, Lisa B. I think I heard. Tina S. Sally A. Matt M. Teresa P. And Lynn F. Did I miss anyone?
4: Okay, Lisa B., you're up first, followed by Tina S. Thank you, Katie. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you, everyone that's here. I love these paragraphs. Um, What jumped out for me is the essential, essential psychic change. That's a really key word, essential you know, the big book tells me, it says we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences. It must be deep and it must be effective. It must be effective enough. And uh, the other thing I wanted to share, you know, is uh, men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeals. So I have an opportunity to share with newcomers and people in relapse, trying to get out of relapse and all that. You know, I have um, the privilege to share with people on the phone and I hear that sincere and despairing appeal, and then when I share with them what I did, and you know I was taught with me when I was working with my guide that if I want what she has, I need to do what she did, um, and you know, I share what I did, and sometimes i'll get like, "Wow, yeah, that's great, let's go forward and then a few days go by and well this is i don't I'm not really up for this, and then they back out, you know that sincere and despairing appeal is not really. I don't know. Maybe it's just I I don't know. And then I was thinking about how in the big book it says, you know, to die an alcoholic death or live by spiritual principles. Those are not always easy alternatives to face. And I think about that um, in the AA 12 and 12, you know, it says driven, driven here, we become ready, ready to then and only then do we become as open minded to conviction you know to listen as a dying person sometimes that sincere and despairing appeal is it's just not enough you know i I, I don't know I don't know how else to share that. Um, the other thing I love to think about in this in this reading is uh, many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach, so I never responded to the ordinary psychological approach. I'm going to say something that I can't take any credit for. it. It's a really cool saying. I heard it from an AA speaker, and they said, you know, I have to stop reading for knowledge, and I need to read for an experience. And that's what I need to get out of this, this work in this big book, this intensive study. This is for an experience. It's an experiential process. It's not about gaining knowledge. So with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay, Tina S. You're up, followed by Sally A.
5: Thanks so much, Katie. Tina S. Recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. You know, uh, ditto on the two fabulous paragraphs, and love the shares for sure. Can totally relate. Grateful to be on the line. You know, I'm so grateful that finally the doctor, you know, admitted that you know, uh, they they themselves, you know, cannot do this thing. You know, they have tried with everything that they have and and they have you know they have, they've helped but a few you know and i like that they talked about they 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 did help some you know, cuz probably those are the people that don't have the same problem that i do you know what really struck me was that you know one feels that something more than human power is needed you know, to produce the essential psychic change and you know it tells me that on page 45 you know, it tells me exactly what my problem is lack of power was my dilemma you know, and we had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. You know, couldn't be human aid. And I love that. You know, because it talks about that also on page. Um, I forget what page it is, but the, the ABCs. You know, and um, and it tells me that this is exactly what this book is about. You know, so I have an opportunity to read the book to get the, the essential psychic change, which is you know the steps two through twelve. Know bottom line, a transformation that only comes about for me. You know, because they describe me in that paragraph as one like was just shared. Many types do not respond to the or- ordinary psych- psychological approach, and I too am one of those. Um, but this this still works for me. You know, the the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. The, the entire psychic change comes about with the transformation and and the spiritual awakening that you know I too had was taken through with a person that said, you have to do what I do, you know, because I I tried just sitting by them and listening to them, and I didn't get this thing. But when I started putting, you know, taking the actions and doing what they suggested I did and putting aside what I think I know, because I always think I know something, and what I think I know is going to kill me for sure, And I have the opportunity one day at a time, you know, to have a connection with a power greater than myself that keeps me free today. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina. Okay, Sally A,
6: you're up, followed by Matt M. Good morning. This is Sally A from New Jersey. Um, I like these paragraphs as well. I I I think it speaks a lot about the powerlessness and how this solution is spiritual, even though the problem might be physical or emotional, but the solution is spiritual. And um, I didn't get that for a long time until I also heard a speaker describe this part um in his share and he said something like this is how my addiction sounds to me. Um I wanna stop but I can't stop. 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 God please help me. And I, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because I thought, Oh my God, that is exactly how this feels like I wanna stop but I can't and it's like I'm on this like, you know, uh you know hamster cage where it's like everything i try just doesn't work and you know i mean i've been to therapists i am a therapist there's no there's there was no there was nothing human power that could help me and um when i when i heard you guys speaking and sharing so spiritually and and telling me how to do it and this book tells you how to do it you know of course i i didn't believe it at first but then i i said you know what i i have to try something because everything else i've tried has failed and um i became a believer because it's true you know when my when my power uh, is not enough then i have to go to a higher power there's no other choice and it is a beautiful thing and it's a miraculous thing and um i i'm a believer now that you know i'm sick and together we can recover because i can't recover on my own but thanks for letting me share
7: thank you sally okay matt
0: m you're up followed by Teresa p
8: thank you thank you good morning moderators good morning everyone this is matt emica plus over here it's so funny i came back from the meeting today and this is the the paragraphs they were they were they were read today this is really me a couple months ago i was one of those people who cried out desperation i called a friend of mine I was back up to 550 pounds, and I was definitely um, crying out for help, uh, desperation. I had a health scare, and I almost um, died in the hospital. My kidneys and liver, uh, kidneys and heart, were failing, and I was basically not working. Program, and I was on the on the on the balls of my ass, and I was telling myself I can't do this anymore, and I was skirting program and not really working program and I basically said I need help and a friend of mine said you know I'll help you out and I got myself on a food program and I finally called my sponsor I basically was like jerking him around not really working it telling him basically saying I'm going to work it I'm going to work it I'm going to work it telling him I'm going to work it setting him sweet nothing's in his ear and not really working it and uh basically i finally said enough is enough and i need to do this because fear sobered you know it says in a big book fear sobered me up for a bit and i finally started working the steps i'm going to the big book but that fear is only going to sober me up for a bit i have to take the action now because eventually that fear is going to leave me and again i'm going to um it, Again, fear only sobers you up for a certain amount of time before you, you stop working it so I'm I'm working the program while my my hair is on fire right now because, again, I don't want this to leave me, this action, because, again, I I know myself, and I know that if I don't keep going right now, I'm going to lose my momentum, and I've I've been relieved at 50 pounds, but that's not about the weight. It's about the weight between my ears, and I want to keep going. I've been making my phone calls. I've been getting a lot of outreach calls, and I need to keep making them because, again, I know myself, I I kind of get momentum in the beginning and I kind of lose steam halfway through. And I got to keep pushing. That's why I got to keep staying connected and keep moving and moving forward. And I know my problem. I never got recovered. I've been in the rooms. I I always uh, talk the talk. I'm very good at talking the talk. I know the big book inside and out. I can quote the big book for days. But um, I'm very good at doing that. And I'm trying to keep my momentum going. That's what's the best part of this. I'm trying to do the best I can. And so this uh, something feels different this time. I'm reading it every day. I'm listening to the podcast of Harlan, and um, I'm just trying to learn something. So I'm very grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that God has given me another chance because, you know, it's still not out of the woods yet with my health, but I'm taking it one day at a time, and I'm just grateful I'm going to meet today. I'm grateful you're all here, and thanks for letting me share.
7: Thank you, Matt.
0: Okay, Teresa P., you're up, followed by Lynn
9: F. <coughs> Hi, I'm Teresa P., and I'm a grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. And I, I I do relate to that desperate cry, you know, and I can't do it, you got to help me. But by desperate cry, I couldn't get out my mouth. Uh, when I went to doctors, I could not tell them the truth. I could tell them I was in pain. But I couldn't say what the problem was. I couldn't tell them where the pain was. I was so disconnected. And so what I did get, the help I got didn't help. And then I would lie to doctors too because I remember one time I was thinking like, okay, you know, this doctor's acting like I think I'm depressed and I don't want to be that, so I better lie on this little sheet that he gave me to fill out. And so I lied and now how can I get help when I'm lying? And so I lied to myself and lied to everybody else and uh, hated God because he wasn't fixing me and I was after all playing and all. And what it brought me to the point was that uh, the desperation got deep enough. And, well, I broke down and ended up where I had to go to the hospital. ended up in 12-step program. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I finally started Listening and hearing, and then doing. And it's, it's been a long process. And it all it all goes back to the action, and that you know, yes, I and I and I need to cry out with despair when I'm this desperate. I mean, that's what my voice is for. And I need to feel those desperate feelings because that's what they're for. Pain is my friend. It's telling me when I'm in trouble, and and I need to take appropriate action. And it's like, you know, and I always need to go to God because that's where that's God is my primary care physician. And but how do I do all that? Well, I you know I've been a part of religion all my life, and and I love my religion, but it didn't work for me. What does work for me is the big book and uh, the program and the big book. It's just all about, you know, just it simply tells me what the actions to take are and then do them and not get creative and make my own plan up, but just this is the process and just do the process. And it's one action right after another. And I do not do it perfectly. A lot of times I don't even do it right, but you know what? God takes my message and he makes miracles out of them because today I can tell more the truth than I ever have before. And it's just keeping one step at a time. And uh, I had a chance yesterday to tell the truth uh, to a doctor and then hear the information and make my own informed decision. And then, you know, I get to turn it over to God. And that's just what it is. Time, please. Thank you. I hear you. And it's just, and it's just, we just keep doing wash and rinse, wash and rinse and repeat the process, you know, turn it over to God, you know, and repeat the process. So thank you for letting me share. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Teresa. Okay,
7: Lynn Up, you're up and then we'll open it up for more.
10: Lynn, star one. Good morning, Katie. Um, Can you hear me now? Yes. Thank you. It's Lynn F. Recovered in Pennsylvania. And thank you um, for the opportunity. And when I read these two paragraphs, I'm reminded of my very own surrender um, in the food and um, what that looked like. And so, for me, I had no idea about Overeaters Anonymous when I was um, when I weighed 265 pounds and I went to my doctor for pain, and she prescribed a battery of tests, which came back. Um, you know, that there was nothing wrong with me that showed up on a test. And I still remember her printing out a piece of paper, two actually, and sliding them across the desk. And one had the Overeaters Anonymous information on it, and one had a nutritionist uh, name and number on it. And, um, you know, when I look at this, this, issue this these statements the doctor is honest with himself um she she was not able to help me medically at all there was nothing medically that she could do for me the thing that god created and that where i was in my surrender was that she was one of us uh she didn't come out of the gate um preaching about oa right and it was a very subtle information that she slid across the table. I still remember that moment. Um, but what I found was that, what has been told earlier, the absence of the profit motive and the community spirit is what any the, um, the inspiration of those who have labored long and wearily in this field and the doors that are open for me. Those are the things uh, which laid the foundation, which made me seek this room and this message of recovery Um, i would not have done that on my own Uh, god was in my surrender and i'm grateful every day to her to you and to god uh, to walk this walk and that's what i've got to share today thanks for letting me share thank you lynn
0: okay so we're on page xxix the second paragraph Men have cried out reading through two paragraphs ending with psychological approach. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So if you shared last Thursday or Friday, we ask that you hold off. Who would like to share? Rachel K. Rachel K. Cynthia D.
7: Cynthia D. Barbara P Barbara P Paul T. Paul T.
0: Can take a few more.
7: Sharon B H
0: Sharon D H no
11: Sharon B as in Brother.
12: Okay, and this is
0: Leah. Jolene D. Okay, Jolene D. And there was someone else?
12: Lee H. Lee H.
0: Roxanne B. Okay, that's Roxanne B. Okay, that's a good group. Stop there. We have Rachel K., Cynthia D., Barbara P., Paul T., Sharon BH, Jolene D., Lee H., and Roxanne B. Go ahead, please, Rachel.
13: Hi, um, and if you could time me, please, I appreciate it. Um, Hi, my name is Rachel Kay. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I don't often get to share on this meeting because usually I'm getting ready for work, but um, I'm off work, so this is a treat. Anyway, I really, really love these paragraphs because it's a reminder. I mean, I was in therapy from a very young age, because at a very young age, my parents recognized that I did not have a good relationship with food. Um, and um, But it never, it, it gave me lots of self-knowledge, but the big book tells me, you know, self-knowledge really avails me nothing. Um, what I would do is either miss my therapy appointments and binge instead, or I would leave my therapy appointments and go binge um and you know the the rooms of 12-step programs i find are are full of really intelligent people you know we're not a glum lot um we're not a dumb lot um and for myself if i could think my way or figure my way out of this disease i would have done it a long time ago it took a power greater than myself it took god to solve my problem And, um, and so I have to remember that nobody, no human power can relieve my obsession and that human power includes me. And that includes, you know, my obsession and all of my character defects, um, the application of my mind, my intelligence, um, is useful in doing some of the footwork, but eventually I've got to turn to God. Um, and I like the saying, you know, I, can't think my way into right action but I can act my way into right thinking so if I um one of the things a sponsee uh said one time that I love I learned so much from sponsees is that you know God speaks to him in short declarative sentences you know which I like when I am going around in my head having um imaginary arguments in my head or, you know, there's a lot of chatter in my head. That's not God. God speaks to me in short declarative sentences. Um, and, you know, and I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, thunderbolt from the blue God speaking from the heavens. I'm talking about that intuitive thought or action that I know is from my higher power when I hear that the the voices going around in my head the chatter in my head oh, should i do this what should i do this nah and that's that's me that's my brain trying to or you know my disease brain uh trying to figure something out it's like no just take action wait for those short declarative sentences to do the next right thing and and leave the results up to god Um, And I think that's getting close to my time. So anyway, it's a pleasure to be on this meeting. Thank you everybody doing service and I'll pass.
0: Okay, thank you. Okay, next we'll have Cynthia D followed by Barbara P. Hi,
14: this is Cynthia D from Michigan and um, I'm working on my recovery. just like in the paragraphs that we read, um, I had tried everything. I had tried surgery. I had tried hypnotism. You name it, I had tried it. But every plan that I tried broke in my hands because it was all in my head. Um, I had been couch trained to uh, psychological analysis and stuff, and to be introspective since I was 11 years old. But none of that, none of that ever helped me with my weight problem. And then I came to realize it's not just a weight problem. The thing is, is that God is unbreakable. And reaching out to Him, um, I have found that I've been able to stay on this 12 step program for. Months just getting ready for it and everything, and just doing everything I can to move through the steps. And the thing is, is that I'm not alone. All those other programs, I was alone with it. But now I'm not alone. I'm also not counting the days, and I'm not glued to my scale. I find that I'm so motivated and invested in this program because I'm already receiving help from God, my sponsor, and all of you and right now i'm i'm into the fourth step like my hair's on fire and it's long and it's complicated and it's difficult and it's gut wrenching but i'm in a sense enjoying it because i'm i'm really doing it this time this is all about action and 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 doing something about everything and now I'm serious, I'm motivated, I'm honest, and I take everything a day at a time, a meal at a time, sometimes a person at a time, to get me through what I need to get through to stay on this program. And no amount of doctors, however much they tried, could help me. No amount of therapists, however much they tried, could help me. The only thing that's helped me is for me to be knocked to my knees and finally surrender to the fact that I can't do it alone, and the only one that's really going to be there 100% of the time is God. And so I'm just so happy and so challenged, I think is the word, and I like a good challenge. And um, because of that, um, the sponsor I'm working with um, is wonderful and uh, is carrying with me through this and I'm just I'm just so thankful that I was introduced to this program thank you that I was introduced to this program and that it's working and that I'm not alone and I'm never going to be alone again and with that I'll
0: pass thank you Cynthia okay Barbara P you're up followed by Paul T
15: Good morning. This is Barbara, a recovered compulsive overeater in the Atlanta area. And I think back to a doctor when I was 18 and I was going off to college and getting my um, physical. And he was 175 pounds. And he said, just don't even bother. You will always be fat and there's no way out, basically. Um, And he wasn't even really much different than that. He was pretty blunt. But he said, don't bother. Don't, don't fight this, that you will always be fat. And, um, you know, and I guess, and I used to always think, God, what, what an idiot, you know, this awful, awful man. But, you know, honestly, he probably felt like this. Um, he, he knew, like he knew, you read the statistics, all of it. He knew, it, what he was saying was not untrue I, that I would likely be fat the rest of my life. But what that set up in me was a determination that on my human power, that's the sentence that really struck me this morning, that something more than human power, not only did I, I accepted pretty quickly that doctors probably couldn't fix this, but it took me decades to accept that I couldn't fix it either. And, you know, I just don't have an off switch. I don't. It just isn't in me. It wasn't built in me. I guess I was out that day when when they were being given out but I don't have an off switch, and I don't have a switch that says, hmm, that was great, I'm done, I'm satisfied. That's not how I get, particularly with certain foods. So the quicker I got to accept that, and like I said, that was decades later, that was truly what I had to get, that I couldn't fix it, no doctor could fix it. It's not fixable, it's it's broken, and that's just all it is. That simple and that simple acceptance really helped me move forward because I realized I needed much more. I was powerless and I am powerless today. I still sometimes want to get in there and think, well, maybe, like with a different situation, maybe I can change this. I can't. I'm powerless. It really needed, you know, psychic change was kind of felt kind of mysterious to me initially. I needed a new personality. I needed a new way of approaching life. Approaching life was really a big one for me, and the steps gave me that. And that's, I think, why they work so well for me and why I work with others. I, I just, the steps gave me a different way to present myself today in this world. And, uh, and I don't do it alone. God knows that. I, I, this weekend, made a lot of outreach calls going through a difficult time, and um, I needed help. And and I reach for help today. And that is completely different. And I I don't um, feel bad that I need help. I accept that, of course, I do. We all do. Anyway, for today, that's that's what I have to say. Uh, Thanks for letting me share and hope everybody has a great day.
0: Thank you. Okay, Paul T., you're up, followed by Sharon BH. Can you hear me? Yes.
16: Okay. Uh let me preface this with um after listening to these meetings I understand I do nothing. But um <laughs> uh faced with this problem if the doctor's honest with himself he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Uh where he does uh I guess uh surrender here, I, I also see a, a veiled warning for sponsors. It um, uh, really is just a comment and uh, something that I see if someone who has been in the program longer uh, can expound on this, it'd be great, but, you know, if not, it's fine, I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Paul. Sharon B.H., you're up, followed by Jolene D.
11: Good morning, everyone. My name is Sharon and that's B, not B-H, but B-H is beautiful. Uh, uh, Sharon B. from Brooklyn, New York, thank you so much for your service. Okay, so here's the thing. I am in love with the doctor's opinion as a whole. I am especially in love with this passage It is love that I have, 100% love, towards the doctor's opinion. Why? Um, Doctor's opinion saved my life. How? Uh, Doctor's opinion is probably the most quoted
7: chapter in the whole book. And yet, Dr. Silkworth was
11: not an alcoholic, but this paragraph to me proves 100% without a doubt
7: that his humility is what allowed all of our higher powers, my higher power, to allow addicts all over the world to relate to this
11: chapter so deeply, so profoundly, so much in a life-changing way. Um,
7: How does that happen? That's
11: miraculous. Nothing short of miraculous. I'm getting goosebumps just at the prospect of it. So
7: I'm staying general. I love this chapter. It has saved my life. And I'm grateful to this platform. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sharon B. And next we'll have Jolene D followed
17: by Lee H. Good morning, everyone. This is Jolene D. Recovered in Upstate New York. Can I be heard? Yes. Lovely. Good morning, everyone. Um, felt compelled to share this morning, probably because two things came to mind with this paragraph, and more with everyone uh, chiming in and offering their experience, strength, and hope. I always think of two things when I'm moving through program: repetition. And experience. And someone said something earlier that um, it's not so much about reading to gain the knowledge or listening to gain the knowledge. And I love that because that is such a great way to share with others that it really is about having an experience. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. If I'm working with someone and they have to go through the fourth step, for example, or any of the steps, I always say, let's make this an experience. You know, let's do something different so that you have an experience, especially if they've gone through it before. Um, make it your friend. And I don't, I, maybe that sounds corny, but I went through a process where I had to go and create a statement of net worth. And if anyone's ever been through a divorce, they know what that is, and it's a big pain in the butt. But it was something I resisted. Like a lot of us with steps, we resist the steps. But I had this inkling, what if I made it my friend? It's not its fault that it is what it is, I have to meet it halfway. And I think that's how we have to approach the steps is, you know, make it your friend, have an experience with it, choose to invite it in, because this is what's working. 10,000, 10 million people cannot be wrong when they go through this process. And if we choose to do something differently and be repetitious about it, repetitious how, listen to meetings, repetitious how, talk to people, repetitious how, read the book, Repetitious how, listen to what people say. For me personally, it's the repetition, showing up for the meetings or for the special editions or sponsoring people and talking to people that lets the paragraph like this really sink in and then having an experience with it. So, I heard, you know, the special edition yesterday, for example, the speaker talked about how one particular chapter, she journaled on each paragraph, and I was like, Whoa, that's pretty powerful. So that is something and in a way I can have an experience and it all relates back to this work because without repetition, I won't remember. It's simply not, it's something I'm only going to remember 10% of this meeting and tomorrow's meeting and the day after. So repetition and experience. So I want to thank everybody who brought that up. Thank you for the reminder. And with that, I'll pass.
7: Thank you, um, Jolene.
12: Lee H, you're up, followed by Russ Ann. Good morning, and thank you so much. This is Lee H from uh, a compulsive operator from the state of Tennessee, and I appreciate being able to share on the line this morning. Um, For me, what came up is uh, the essential psychic change, and for me. Becoming like a little child again um, I see myself as like a I, I had to wean my soul so that I could have rest in my higher power and um, In sponsoring people There's just a beautiful picture of the sponsor taking the sponsee's hands and putting it putting their hands in the hands of their higher power and For me, that's what this whole program is about is to have that spiritual experience of unconditional love and peace but I had to be like a child and in a way kind of be parented again by my sponsor. So anyway, that's all I've got and thanks so much for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Lee. Okay,
0: we have Rossanne B next.
18: Good morning. This is Rossanne B near Detroit. And hello my fellows. Um I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to be in communication and conversation with each other. Because as I listen to you, as I work with my sponsee, as I do my 11 step review, I'm able to peel the layers of the onion and I hope move to my more essential self beyond my character defects to who God would have me be. And this morning, as I was listening to these paragraphs from the doctor's opinion, I had a memory of when I went to see a physician, uh, a new physician. I don't remember what my health problems were at the time, but it was probably a year or two before I walked into these rooms. And the physician looked at me or maybe evaluated my health complaints and said, you need to go on a diet. Well, I had been a compulsive overeater for nearly 50 years at that time, and I just raged <laughs> I raged at that doctor. I felt humiliated because I felt like she was only looking at my outside and not taking the time to see my inside. And although, you know, perhaps that's what she was trained to do, I think, I think it's true. I think a lot of physicians don't understand our problem and uh, are not able to lead us to this solution. I was also in therapy therapy to try to understand my compulsive overeating and my feelings about being fat for so many decades. And, you know, I gained an awareness, but it was really a mental process. I don't believe that I was ready to go from my head to my heart. And that's what these steps do because we surrender to our higher power and we open up to that intervention from a divine source, we are able to be transformed on the inside. And that was nothing that any doctor, a mental health doctor or a physical health doctor could help me with. I'm so touched by Dr. Silkworth's humility. And um, I know that there are many physicians out there today who feel humbled by the challenges our society faces. And I just uh, send them a prayer of gratitude and uh, wish you all a beautiful day. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Rossanne. Okay, so we have time for a couple of more people to share, if you haven't shared in the last couple of days. Yes, this is Pauline T. from New York. Pauline T. and who else was that?
7: Linda
19: D.
0: Linda D. I'm sorry, Adini, but I don't think we'll get to you. We have two minutes each for Pauline T. and Linda D. If you could take
15: two minutes,
20: please, Pauline. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Pauline, and I am a recovered overeater. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm sitting in my bedroom in my quiet chair, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is good, but I don't identify so much with the doctor thing. And then it came back to me that I changed my primary care doctor and this doctor, after I revealed everything declined, he said, I can't help you. You need to find someone else. I was so, you know, like annoyed that he should do that to me. I needed help. And he, he actually gave it to me. And, um, not that I found another doctor who did, but he was honest. And um, But what happened was that because I had revealed so much, I decided that when I go to a doctor, I'm just going to deal with what's what I'm going for at that moment. So I actually shut down for a little, little bit. But um, my recovery has been in um, a process of gaining strength and clarity for many years, and I don't look back and think I should have, I could have, I would have. It uh, It's a journey that will never end. Until the day I die, I will be working on my steps and trusting that all is well. Thank you very much. I pass.
7: Thank you so much. Okay, Linda D.,
0: you're up.
19: Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I'm really wowed by the shares today. Hmm. I really like the comment about acting like a child. Um, That is what I do when I'm very wise each day. And what I do is I say to God, my higher power, and I was taught God is within, and that proved to be true, so, I gave God a spot inside. Some people pick the heart and so forth. I pick the chakra at the top of the head. So, I talk to this part of me that is God and ask it, Please take over. I surrender. I have different ways to say it, but that's what I do. And on a very, very good day like today, I do that all day long. And I listen, and that developed into, holy, hmm, this is real. It's taken many years. My life is very transformed. But times are tough in, in America and around the world. And sometimes I shake like today because I have to go out into Corona land. So I ask what to do next, and it works. And of course, I've lost all the weight And I look great for my 76 years. I truly do. And the thing that matters the most to me is that this force is real. And I was such a smartass. I thought, no, I know what's in here. There's nothing in here of God. And that's my mother's BS. You know, that's old-fashioned. Well, I was 100% wrong. It is inside, it is real, and it is magnificent. I pass.
7: Okay, sorry
0: about that. Okay, Linda D, thank you so much. And so we've come to the end of our meeting. And thank you to everyone who shared and thank you to everyone who was on the Monday workforce. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, August 17th, 2020, 7 a.m. meeting is 15,169. That's 15169. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Carmela G. please read A Vision For You, Our Book Is Meant To Be Suggestive Only?
16: Yes, thank you so much, Katie. Our book is meant to be suggestive only